Welcome back to Retail Therapy on the Sunday Scaries podcast feed. My name's Will DeFreeze. My co-host with me, Barrett Dudley. Barrett, how's it going today? Oh, it's going just absolutely wonderfully. Uh, how's your day going, Will? You know, it's a t- it's a, we're recording on a Tuesday, as we yeah, always yeah. do. Normally, it's going up on a Tuesday. Normally, it's the uh, second day of the of the work week, but we're kind of operating on a short short week right now, which is good and bad. But I just have major Monday vibes today. It almost feels like it's shifted a little bit considering like I'm just so used to doing retail therapy on the second day of the week. Yeah, this is more the, – the vibes have shifted into more of a Monday vibe instead mm-hmm. of a Tuesday vibe. Yeah, if that affects my performance at all today, I really would like to apologize to everybody. I'm still kind of in vacay mode even though I'm not actually go, taking any vacations right now. That I mean you've got a nice – you've got a nice little little dinner thing happening tonight though. So like I, I like it can't be too – can't be too bad. Well, it depends on how you look at it, Barrett, because there, there's two there's two camps here. There's one camp that says, oh, a nice Tuesday dinner reservation. That's mm-hmm, fun. Mm-hmm. That's a good way to mix things up in the middle of the week. And then there's the thought of, Will, your reservation's at 9.30 p.m. That is normally your bedtime. That's right when uh, my bootlegged version of Love Island stops playing, when I really start <laughs> to settle into my phone and fall asleep. And yeah. so it's going to be an absolute war out there tonight trying to stay up for the you, final course. You, you absolutely, under no circumstances, can you sit on the couch and start a television show No, at any point. No. That's not, this is not the evening for that. Don't even try it. Um, it's just, yeah. Sally took things under, uh, she she just took things under her own wing and decided to book a uh, very expensive pasta dinner pop-up in Austin, Texas. A, a pop-up in Austin, Texas to pop up pasta. And uh, now I, I, I have the pleasure of uh, doing that for her birthday. And uh, Happy birthday to, to Sally and, and all Sal gals who celebrate. Yeah. I, I don't know how I'm going to approach going to an omakase pasta dinner. Uh-huh. But I'm excited to find out. I've never done an omakase, uh, you know, meal before. It, no, no omakase anything. No, no. I'm not even. I'm not even sure if I'm using the word correctly. It, it took me approximately four years to start saying. It, well, now, now I'm now I'm reverting. Now I am. I'm falling back into it. I used to always want to say uh, omakase, uh-huh. like uh-huh. the like the beginning of the Michael Jackson song, like mama say, mama say, mama say. <laughs> Uh, but yes, omakase, I believe I, you, I think you nailed it the first time and, and I'm going to, I'm going to get back on. It always stresses omakase. me out saying things yes. like this yeah. because I'm yeah. worried I'm going to mess it up. It's like yeah. when people say sommelier instead of sommelier, sommelier. and yes. and that stresses yes. me out because if, if one slip of the tongue at, at a group dinner with that and it's over for you, sommelier. Yeah. yeah. You just, yeah. you have to be so careful with that. And it's something that you can so easily mess up. That's another one. I, I was, I was out there just tossing around sommelier. Mm-hmm. Just willy-nilly for a decade plus. Yeah. 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 Just being reckless. I mean, <laughs> I was telling someone recently that I, I said in front of my parents, they were, I think we were talking about hair products for some reason mm-hmm. and how I, for a very long time, I never used anything. And this was in my early twenties. And I told my parents that I was using a pomade and they were like, don't class the word up. It's pomade. And I was like, oh, I had no clue. Like I saw the word, assumed it was French and assumed it had some kind of weird pronunciation and not, then I just got roasted at a at a family dinner. Yeah, didn't feel good. I mean, see, this is why I have you here to help me with the pronunciations because I still have not recovered from the low loeve. Well, time. I, 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 you know, I've been thinking about it, and we're gonna we're gonna dip into to more New Yorker stories today. But like, at least you did that just on a podcast with thousands and thousands of listeners instead of like I don't know hanging around at somebody's Soho apartment, <sighs> sipping champagne and doing just, caviar bumps. Just imagine rushing had, caviar. Imagine if you had been like, have a, had a caviar bump on Palm. You uh-huh. know, you were mid, you, you were mid bump. 
and you you just started talking about your low candles. Dude, people would have been spitting their champagne out just <laughs> in disgust. There would have been just on on walls and mirrors everywhere, just just row that, caviar that, that everywhere. That set of people does not they don't play around like that. You know, you you would have been escorted from the premises. Are you a curb your enthusiasm Post-haste. guy? Post haste, love curb your enthusiasm. Are you are you current on curb your enthusiasm? I'm current. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was this past season or the season before. I believe it was this past season that was just talking about whether or not uh, you're a middle when it comes to yes. sitting at group oh, dinners. That, that, that one of my all-time favorite episodes. It's just a great bit in general, it and is. it's something I can't help but think of whenever every single time I walk to a restaurant and I'm with, we're with a few different couples. I just think to myself, like, oh, hope we got some good middles going. Yes. I don't necessarily want to be the middle because I don't know <laughs> if I can carry the table that well, but I, I think about it constantly now. Yeah. Oh, for people out there who are wondering what the hell they're listening to right now, this is retail therapy on Sunday Scaries. Uh, we talk about pretty much anything. It's a it's a more open ended conversation than what Sunday Scaries usually lends itself to being. And Barrett has graciously come on this year, and we've had such an enjoyable time doing this. I don't even know what episode we're on at this point. But if you ever have any questions about the things that we talk about, if you need links to our wish list items that we do at the end of the episodes, if you want to read some of the articles that we reference, of which there are many, you can always go to willdefreeze.substack.com. I do a nice little write-up there. And as always, you can watch every single episode that we do of this, pretty much every episode, unless you know our, our studio is under construction, we've learned. But uh, every other episode, you can go to youtube.com slash washedmedia and watch all of these. And Barrett is an absolute maestro with the keyboard and the desktop presenter. And so he's just pulling up links and photos of everything. I mean, I'm so-so at it, but you know. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I learn a little bit more and I, I hone and sharpen every single time we're here and we do this. So. Well, you're better than me. We have a new sponsor alert, Barrett. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Uh, sometimes life throws you curveballs. Sometimes you don't know how to, how to handle them. And sometimes you need someone else to help you kind of work through these things. Life is full of twists and turns, and it's important to show up for yourself through it all. And BetterHelp is online therapy that will assess your needs and can match you with your own licensed professional therapist in less than 48 hours. I'm pretty experienced with therapy in general, Barrett. It's something I've been very open about uh, benefiting from on Sunday Scaries in general. And it's something that I would recommend to anybody who is having trouble kind of wading through some stuff on their own. This is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's a professional therapy done securely online available to people nationwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your therapist. And you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you don't have to be on camera if you don't want to. And getting therapy every week is as easy as a few clicks on your laptop or phone. With therapy, it can take a few tries to find the right fit for you, and BetterHelp makes it easy and free to change therapists if needed. They even have some great reviews that they update daily, so you can just see how well things are going. One person said, she's amazing, calm, a great listener, and gives excellent techniques on how to get out of episodes or panic and anxiety attacks. Somebody else said she validates my feelings and experiences and lets me know I'm not alone. She's compassionate and checks in with me to make sure I'm doing okay. And I always feel better after chatting with her. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional therapists in all 50 states. And guess what? They have a special offer for our listeners. You can get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash scaries. That's 10% off your first month of online therapy at betterhelp.com slash scaries. Mind if we take a little trip right now, Barrett? I would love to take a trip. We're taking a trip somewhere I've never been before. I would attribute this to being that uh, that I've never been there because I think that where I grew up is very similar to what this offers. So I don't really see why I would go and seek this out. But I'm talking about the Hamptons, Mm. a summer hotspot for a lot of people out there and uh, a place that is not exactly the easiest to get to per what's going on in the world right now. 
What? How do you how do you mean? Well, I'm just reading I'm reading the headline that we have in front of us, and I'm just worried oh, that you know people are having issues. That's uh, yes, you are correct. The you know that you know big companies, places like Amazon, what they always deal with the, the hardest part is the last mile. That's what they say. Real? Why, you know, why is that? Because it's the it's it's those are the logistics that really hang you up when you're when you're trying to be efficient and when you're trying to problem solve and and get things and people delivered. It's always that last. You know, it's not getting from the Austin airport to the Chicago airport. It's getting from Chicago to your hotel. It's right? the it's or, the Amazon person who doesn't type in the gate code and then just take your package back with them until the next right. day. Yes, it's always those. So, so this is this is what is happening. Um, it's this last mile. It feels like it's this it's this trek out to their final destination that is just really hampering the the vacations of um, of 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 all the people that are trekking out to the Hamptons. I've also never been to the Hamptons, but that's because um, I'm poor. Yeah. Comparatively. Yeah, I tried uh, to. And in, in to, to every single person that's out there. I tried to act like it's because I, I come from a place that offers the same things as the Hamptons. <laughs> but in reality, it's just because I don't, I don't have the money to go to the Hamptons. I don't have Hamptons money. Do you know how... Now, I, okay, you you have a you have a, a, a different tie to Vegas than I do in, in, in a couple of different ways. I feel like it's... It, but but for me, Vegas has always been like a place where like I can go and I can have fun. But every time I'm there, I'm like, you know, be tight. Vegas, if I was like a multimillionaire. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of like what I think about any vacation. I'm like, man, this vacation would be way doper sure. if I was just, yeah. if my, well, that's a fair if point. I had three commas All in my vacations bank account. would be better if, if there were three commas in your bank account. <laughs> but Vegas, especially, I feel like there's just like, there, there, there's a, there's a, an absolutely like a layer that you unlock. But like you're saying. You can still go to Vegas and have fun, not with the trace commas. Yeah. I, I don't feel that way about the Hamptons. Like this, you're just it, looking at these, like you're taking a like stroll I'm down not, the beach and you're I like, man. I don't want to do the broke boy version of the Hamptons. Yeah. It doesn't seem worth it. You want to go to Diddy's White Party is what you're saying. I want to go to Diddy's White Party. I want to be at Snow Beach or whatever their places are called. The, whatever the, what's the one that's the super popular I don't bar know. there? It's called something beach, I feel like. I ignore them. I, try, I think I knew this in the past life, but I think I've tried to ignore the Hamptons even being a thing. You know, I want to be able to afford the the, the Botox bladder surgery, Will. <laughs> that you so, obviously need that to get out to the Hamptons these days. I was scrolling Instagram last night, and, <laughs> and normally when I see things that are funny to me, I just save them, and I don't check my save folder nearly as much as I need to. But while I was scripting out today's episode, I was like, man, I you know, slow news time, this the holidays, the long weekend. I really haven't been very online over the past few days. Then I went into my save folder and I saw a headline that just made me smile from ear to ear. It said, rich New Yorkers are getting bladder surgery and Botox to avoid bathroom breaks on the drive to the Hamptons. <laughs> Do you want me to explain a little bit further, Barrett? So uh, that, well, uh, I feel like, a, the, yes, I think okay. we all need a little bit further explanation. It says, a New York City urologist has seen more patients requesting a procedure that eases the urge to pee. New York City's wealthiest are hoping to eliminate the need to go during the long drive to their summer homes, and some are getting bladder Botox to avoid conflict over Hamptons bladder in the car. <laughs> I mean, if you have if you have so many trips to the Hamptons that you have developed a syndrome called Hamptons bladder, that is kind of baller, in my opinion. I, I th this is just having to pee on a long road trip, though, right? Yeah, but when we're just eliminating that need. Yes, but how long are you stuck in the car on the way to the Hamptons? Normal people don't complain about this. They stop at a rest stop, they use the restroom, yes. and then they go about their day normally. But people that are going to the Hamptons desperately need to not worry about this. So this, they go on to say, 
Traffic en route to the Hamptons has gotten so bad that it's sending some well-heeled New Yorkers to the doctor for a medical procedure that reduces the urge to pee so often. Crawling through increasingly insufferable summer traffic to and from their second homes, sometimes as far as 100 miles away, that might almost take almost two hours, Wow, uh, has left many of New York City's wealthiest, especially those on the older side, with increased bladder issues as there are a few places to stop on the multi-hour trip. To combat Hampton's bladder, New Yorkers who summer in the exclusive Long Island Enclave are seeking a pair of specialized medical procedures, prostate artery embolization, which reduces the size of prostate in men, and bladder Botox, which decreases urinary frequency for women. <laughs> okay. Um, it sounds like this is maybe an issue for, for some older clientele. Yeah, but now, now that I know it exists and now that I know that like the young guns are like just possibly but, getting this and rolling out, I, I kind of think that it might be something we need to entertain. Well- I, I feel like that's what happens, right? Like, you know, you, you've got your super, super old money, like 70-year-olds going out to their Hamptons, you know, villas or, or, or luxury mansions or what, or what have you. And like, they're ending up on these drives, they're having to stop four, five, six times. And that that is kind of untenable. You yeah. know, nobody wants to, and clearly these are people stuck and like a little bit of financial limbo because they clearly they can't afford the helicopter. Yeah, get the helicopter. Know? What's your like? Uh, yeah, stop so with all the unnecessary they're, surgeries they're and just get a helicopter. To drive themselves like peasants, and I feel <laughs> you know I just feel bad for them in, <laughs> in that regard. But yeah, so they yeah you don't want to have to stop five or six times. I guarantee you this is like the old dudes like are just like fed up with having to pull over for their wives. Six times on the way to the Hamptons. No, dude, I think it's the old dudes but, who are like, but they're, like <laughs> they're trying to blame it on their wives while they're the guys who are like, I got to go to the bathroom so bad. Maybe so. I guess this, this is like a prostate and a urology thing for, for dudes 45, 50 plus. But like you said, I at 100% now like your finance guys, like your eye bankers are taking advantage of this. They're hearing about this and they're like, yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to stop to go pee. Yeah, do you hear about Brad, dude? He got this new surgery. He hasn't <laughs> peed once while going out to the Hamptons this summer. Like, dude, that must be nice. Y yes. Yeah. So, so I do. I do. It's pretty fun. Like, like visualizing the the bros that that are certainly just going out of their way to to you know get this silly. Silly bladder Botox and what's it? it bladder bladder Botox and what was the one for for the for the guys? Uh, it was called a, a a prostate artery embolization. Oh wow! Yeah. Well, speaking of bros uh, going to the East Coast, uh, did you see that the also the Winklevoss twins uh, now have a cover band who are doing some stuff uh, in a place that I'm going to pronounce incorrectly? Amagansett is that how you say it? I don't know. Uh, yeah. I listen to enough Vampire Week and I feel like I should know at this point, <laughs> but like I, I don't know how to say these things because again, I'm not familiar with the area. But uh, yeah, Tyler and Cameron Winklevoss, uh, they, they have a rock band called Mars Junction. And uh, they recently covered Blink-182, Red Hot Chili Peppers, The Police, Pearl Jam, and Journey uh, when they were in Long Island recently. So, I mean, these guys are just out here just not peeing and just doing rich guy stuff, which is just starting a band and making everyone listen to you. What, why do you think – why do rich guys do this? I don't know. Because they love to do it. Like every owner of an NBA team moonlights in a in some shitty cover band. I think just I think rich people who know how to play guitar just decide at some point that they're just going to try to use their fame to try to become famous musicians. I mean, uh, I don't know how how familiar are you? Let's let's just go full East Coast right now. Can we talk about Vineyard Vines briefly? Sure. Are you sure. familiar with uh, the owners of the company Shep and Ian? Shep and Ian. They are known for their first names. They're known for their ties. They're known for Vineyard Vines. They're known for just being, you know, generally the whitest people of all time. Yeah. And uh, early on in Vineyard Vines, they used one of them decided to start a band, and he essentially was East Coast Jimmy Buffett. 
I cannot. I tried to find the album recently so I could make fun of it in my head, and I couldn't find it anywhere. Yeah, I think it's been scrubbed from the internet at this point, <laughs> which upsets me. But like, I, there is just some type of masculine urge from rich dudes to start a band that they have no business starting. You can even see in the photo it, that they, they used on the New York Times, like this is amazing. This is the most Hamptons looking photo when it comes to everyone's wardrobe. You've Look, got they, like this is this has to be one of their wives, right? <laughs> <laughs> who's like smiling and, and and holding the camera like and like just like joyously recording but then but then wife's friend right here next to her giggling it because the, because the performance is 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 laugh worthy but but most importantly we got to look at what the Winklevi here is wearing because this is i think this is the secret sauce who doesn't want to be a rock star right and so you get enough money and I feel like there's two main rich white guy hobbies. Like when you, you, you've hit a certain number in that bank account and you take up one of two hobbies. Okay. One is becoming obsessed with like guitars and playing music and starting your own band. And like, you've got like all the Les Pauls and yeah. you're like you go to an auction and you buy like one that was played by like George Harrison on top of the roof and get out or whatever. You know, <laughs> you, you do that. This is the type of thing. The other one is that you go neck deep into photography and you start putting out like your own calendar and stuff. You I thought you were going to say, you give it away to all your friends at like Christmas parties and stuff like I that. I thought you were well, going to say buying horses. Okay. Yeah. That's a, That's another one, mm -hmm. but that's like the, the, the hobbies that I'm, it, it fits in here, but these are, I feel like these are hobbies that are kind of like you can mostly do in your own home. Right. Yes. Start yeah. a guitar collection, collection, build like a, build like a, you know, a dark room mm -hmm. in one of your, in your 17th, spare bedroom or mm -hmm. whatever mm -hmm. the horse thing that's like a like you got to go buy a ranch you got to yeah, go you have get to have like stables. money money to get the horses you gotta going. hire a bunch of trainers and all that type of stuff this is like a little bit these are like i feel like the barriers to entry are are smaller but but you want to you who doesn't want to get on stage and put on cool sunglasses and a fun camp collar with the with the with the wife appreciator underneath the wife appreciator and there we go <laughs> we're changing the narrative here and uh and just rock out on stage and just like you know, nobody can tell you shit because you're because you're rich as fuck because <laughs> you're a Winklevoss <laughs> twin. <a> Winklevoss. <sighs> I mean, what? I feel like every single person, maybe it's just maybe it's just amplified because it's this is a great time for people to travel. But I feel like every single person on my Instagram feed, and I'm mainly talking about uh, not not like friends. I'm just mainly talking influencers and celebrities. Sure, everyone's either in the Hamptons. Or in Italy right now, mm. and it's dry. It, we're at that point in the summer where I feel like I'm going nuts because I'm like, okay, how do these people do it? How do they take off this amount of time? Yeah. How 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 has this random person from The Bachelor been in Italy for like three weeks? What's going on? Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm just I'm spending too much money on pasta dinners in Austin trying to replicate it. <laughs> it's pitiful. <laughs> Yeah, you're going to stroll in there tonight. It's going to be like 98 degrees outside, even though it's 930. It's not going to be Italy. Why are you doing this to me? <laughs> if you're going to the if you're going to the Hamptons, Barrett, yeah, yeah, you have your weekender bag out. Yes. What is one staple fit that you're going to bring that you can only pull off in the Hamptons? And only in the Hamptons? only in the, it's like it's like you've had this stuff in your closet and and you you would you would donate it if you didn't have that Hamptons trip circled on your calendar for like like out in the the near future. What what are you going to put in that that bag that you know you can wear to dinner one night and absolutely kill it? Well, okay, so I'm going to go I'm I'm going a slightly less specific than a a fully dialed in fit because okay. what you because the question makes me think of one thing and I like to think of myself as a guy that can pretty much pull off anything that I commit to. Okay? 
I, I would say that that's true. But, but there is a trend out there that has just that has just completely escaped me. I can't do it. And it's in its leather sold like loafers, like penny loafers. Yeah. So you're okay. Can and you I, can you I explain your it. position on loafers for the people out here who might be new to Club Cool Barrett's sure. other podcast, yeah. which yeah. you should be subscribed to? You're I don't I don't know if saying anti loafer is the the I don't no, know if that's not, the I'm phrase. I'm not anti loafer because I like the look. I understand why it's hot right now. Like I get the whole like like it it, it fits into a bunch of different kind of aesthetics or genres. Kind of if you want to make it more Hamptonsy and preppy, or if you want to throw it on with like a 70s suit and give like Lothario vibes. And and obviously <clears throat> wouldn't be an episode of retail therapy if I didn't name check on my Leon door, but it obviously fits into that whole thing. Only took 20. They're, <laughs> they're uh, you know, they're, they're, they're releasing a, one of the pairs that I've tried. Mm-hmm. They just put out these new Taverna loafers that have like this like mesh, perforated mesh on the, on the vamp. And like, I love the way it looks understand why everybody's kind of crazy about the loafers right now but but when i put them on i can't help but feel like i'm doing like east coast rich guy preppy cosplay yeah i get it and it's and and i and you know like like because then you then you throw on like some little shorty shorts and Mm -hmm. like a a polo or a camp collar and it's like what what am i doing here yeah you know it so it it it, it, it's kind of like the whole you know, I'm 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 not sure if I'll ever be able to go back to like a boat shoe, to like a deck shoe, mm-hmm. because of how much I associate it with my life in a fraternity. By the way, if you're not watching on youtube.com slash wash media, it's funny that we're talking about Hamptons and prep and all that type of stuff because I because I look I, I went very fratty today. You kind of did, yeah. yeah. You're going you're on going accent. golf course hat. Golf course and hat and you're going lacoste polo. Lacoste polo. I've got on like, you know, the the new howler nylon shorts and new balances. So it's kind of funny yeah, that, you're I'm, that, frat I'm, today. that I'm poo-pooing. Not really poo-pooing, but like talking about how I, I don't want to do this kind of like East Coast rich guy frat prep thing because it's, it's how I'm dressed today. But but yeah, the, the loafers have just kind of like escaped me and I've tried a couple of different pairs now and ended up selling them or sending them back because I, I, I throw these things on. And I just feel out of place. It doesn't. I don't feel like I'm being true to anything. About what type myself. of loafers have you been shopping for? Like what? Like what have you got? Have you gotten any recently that are a specific style? Like, are you going with the penny loafer? The are you getting some Weegans going? Yeah. So I, I the, the the they basically that's that's the kind of the the omega of all of this, right? It's like your classic bass Weegan. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I, you know, I'll, I'll throw up some photos here on the on the YouTube. Um, See, I've just dedicated myself to my wedding loafers because I, one, I spent too much money on them because it was my wedding. Uh, two, I really do like them, but they are tough to pull off. I got black loafers because I was wearing, you know, a tuxedo. And now I just, I'm pretty much planning certain outfits around me being able to wear that pair of loafers because I'm desperate to get my cost per wear down on them right now. Yeah. And so I've even gotten to the point where I'm like, I might just start wearing these things casually and just make it my thing just so I can get my, my cost per wear in a place where I feel comfortable. So like the, this, the first pair that I tried was this, was this brown, this brown suede pair Yeah. from Ame right here, kind of a two-tone deal. And like, you know, maybe my problem is that I need to go even more avant-garde. Maybe mm-hmm. I need to go with like the white or the yellow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you, it, it might feel less uh, generic, you know, coastal elite if you go with something a little wilder. Something a little wilder. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that that that's like, that's what the question to get, to get back to it makes me think of is like something real, like a swanky pair of loafers that 
otherwise, to to date, I have not actually been able to pull off. I think that's that was a good answer to this. Yeah. I'm also really proud of what we've done here. We've taken a conversation about bladders and peeing, and we've turned it into a <laughs> menswear conversation. And I just want people to understand that that's what we do here at Retail Therapy, and they should be happy about that. Yeah. Uh, and uh, that is true. Unfortunately, there's there's a segment coming up after uh, our next ad read that might undo any good that we just did. And so more on that in a moment. I, I'm in the dark on this one. you got to answer the question, though. Do you have something specific that you would wear out, out here in the Hamptons? I don't right now. I think that I would probably – see, I think I'd have to – I have certain things that I have left in Michigan for no other reason than I wasn't ready to get rid of them. And I just knew I wouldn't have a place for them down here. But if I was going to bust out something very stereotypically like, you know, East Coast vacationy, it might be a pair of like very faded Nantucket red shorts that you literally mm. have to wear like in Nantucket or right, something. Right, right. But like I can't pull that off down here, especially because like I would sweat through those shorts immediately if I wore them out here. And I just, I don't know. I've always, I always liked the idea of a Nantucket red, but there's only so many scenarios where you can actually wear them. And I, I also don't have a better answer than that at this point. It's a good one though. It, it and it fits in. I think it fits in with the 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 kind of the the through line of of what both of us are saying is that there are some things that that have these like connotations, whether mm -hmm. they're too preppy or too fratty or or just like too rich guy. Yeah, and they don't work in like your normal regular dude life anymore. Yeah. Well, but they but they might if you were vacationing in the Hamptons. I also think that I'm numb to a lot of the looks that people overdo when it comes to that East Coast style because so many people go to my hometown for vacation and pretty much wear those exact same this, outfits. Do that, yeah. Do that, that like thing. when it, yeah. I understand the hesitation around like Sperry topsiders and things like that. I get it. That being said, so many people wear them with such normalcy uh, in these vacation hotspots that it it makes sense. And I'm like, well, yeah, they're probably going on a boat. Like they probably don't want to mark up someone's boat with their crappy sneakers. This makes sense that you would wear topsiders, but right. I'm not going to buy any topsiders anytime soon. Can, can I go? Can I spin into one more tangent? Yeah, absolutely. Are you a below deck guy? So I. <laughs> now here's that we're talking my, about and scuffing up. Here's boats. my issue. Here's my issue. <laughs> I think I. I think deep down, yes, I am a below deck guy. I just haven't. <laughs> just I just have not realized it yet. <laughs> okay. Um, there's a lot of people that I trust who watch below deck. There is a lot of reasons for me to start below deck. And the, the one reason I haven't started it is because I'm just too deep in Love Island right now. Below deck might be transitioning into my off-season trash TV guilty pleasure watch. I, I take it you are a below deck no, guy. No, I'm, I'm not. But, but I feel exactly the way that you feel. And like just like it just happened over this past weekend where it's just like – you know, whether we were cooking or, or, or doing chores around the house or whatever, just like toss something on TV. And there was like, we ended up on Bravo and like that some, some kind of compilation hour of some crazy moments from recent seasons of Below Deck popped on. And, it, and, and Laura asked me, you know, if I thought that, that I could have been like a, uh, a stew. Yeah. A steward. Yeah. You know, because, and, and so that, that just got me thinking the, the, the kind of, the kind of gap year thing that I always wanted to do and had intentions to do was to to go be a ski instructor for a year. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I feel like, you know, this is kind of the water version of that, essentially, it's, is, is being a stew. It's not easy. But it doesn't. But I, I think at the end of the day, my answer was like, no, nah, I would have been bad at that. I just would have been too jealous of like the guests. Yes. So I think that's exactly <laughs> it. I think you hit the nail on the head there because so this is this is a job that I I know several people who have done this. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, I know people that are still doing it. It's 
it's a grind. You're not, you don't really get off the clock when you're living on a boat right. with the people. Yep. I mean, and people think that living on a boat would be all you know, luxurious. Awesome. No, you're sleeping on a very small bed. Uh, yeah. I hate to say it, but oceans are dirty and they get boats <laughs> even dirtier. Uh, rain is dirty. So, I mean, if it rains or anything goes on, you have to go scrub that entire boat. You got to scrub the poop deck. Once you start scrubbing one side of the boat, you're going to, you, and then you get done with it. You have to go back and start at square one and you have to go do it again. And uh, I, from what I've been told, polishing brass can get very, very old after a very short period of time. Yeah. So yeah. I don't really, think I'm it, cut out for that life. No, it, it's, it, it is different. Like it, being, being a ski bomb, being a ski instructor, you, you're just committing to a, like a, like a, you know, you're not going to make that much money, mm -hmm. but like your day to day is relatively fun and easy. Yeah. You're just grabbing chairs. So as long as you're, <laughs> as long as you're okay with like the, the lifestyle that you can afford while doing so, you're pretty much good to go. But this is a lot, this is, this is far more like labor intensive, I yeah. think is the, the big difference. Yeah. I think you can pretty much burn out and be a ski instructor or be, you know, a chair lift op, do that kind of thing. Like, I think you could be hungover. You could Yep. smoke yep. weed and just do it. Whereas being on a, on a boat and being directly employed by the captain of that boat or whoever owns it, whatever, I think it's a lot, but yeah. I'm, I'm very close to starting below deck. Uh, very. yeah, it, it just does seem like, you know, I think that what, what they share in common, the two gigs is that outside of the job, everybody is getting together and like going pretty hard mm -hmm. and kind of getting to experience some of the same things that the guests slash oh, yeah. skier, uh, you know, resort skiers are, are doing. Um, and then just to tie it to, just to go all the way back. I think I've remembered the, the name of the bar in the Hamptons that I always see. Well, okay. Surf Lodge. Surf Lodge. Yep. Mm -hmm. That's at least that's one of them. <sighs> that's, that's, that's a very popular one. There's another one that is escaping me and I, I'm almost positive it's in the Hamptons and I, it's, it's killing me that I can't think of it. If you if you're they, if you're they a Hamptons person, they all kind of sound out. the same. Yeah, because I think there's also like Surf Shack. Yeah, and I just I don't know. I've heard the lines to get into these places can just be absolute hell, and yeah. that's that's what scares me. Oh. Yeah, speaking of grinds, man, being out in the Hamptons, God knows how many times you're gonna have to pull over to pee. When Got to pull over to there. pee. You're gonna have to pee in line when you're waiting in when line. You're waiting in line. Just go get your botox. Go yeah. get your bladder botox and call it a day. This is why we're not going to the Hamptons. Mm -hmm. Hey. If you are in your drive to the Hamptons, you're looking to chill out a little bit. I would highly recommend going with Early Bird CBD. If you're not familiar with Early Bird, these contain two and a half milligrams of natural THC and around 12 and a half milligrams of CBD in each gummy. They're formulated for fun and to make you feel good. There are a ton of different reasons that people take these. Some people use them to relax and chill out on the couch while watching some below deck at night. Other people are using them to pregame before going out. And some people just want a little buzz while they're going about town. Nothing to be ashamed of on that standpoint. But these things, these guys started uh, Early Bird CBD in Austin. I was actually uh, roommates with some of the guys that started it. I have a very, uh, you know, close relationship with them. And this is a product that I can completely stand behind. Anytime I've recommended it to somebody or given them some, they've always asked me where they can get more. And guess what? The answer is at earlybirdcbd.com. If you go to earlybirdcbd.com and use pr promo code SCARIES, you get 20% off of everything. This is a single-use code, so make sure to load up that cart. Get numerous bottles. Get a, get a bunch of bottles. Enjoy yourself. But use promo code SCARIES for 20% off at earlybirdcbd.com. Okay, Barrett, let's talk vabbing. Yes, let's let's do so. Uh, I I I came into this episode dark, 
Yeah, I've just clicked on the link and I, I think I can tell what's ahead of me and and definitely not what I expected. <laughs> Barrett, do you have a signature scent? Um do you have do you yeah, have do you have yeah. any do you have any uh do you have any colognes or perfumes that you that you go to on a regular basis? I, I do. I d I don't I don't wear fragrance often, but when I do, I, I do I, I have one that I generally prefer. Are you I willing to, to, yeah, to tell yeah, people what that is? Um, I actually think that it may have been discontinued. I might be wrong. It might that might actually be another one I'm, that I'm thinking of. But it's it's Tom Ford Neroli Portofino. Okay. Okay. And it just and and I've I've probably talked about it before. Um, but it, do you know when you walk into like a, like the lobby of like a hotel, like a nice luxury resort in Cabo, mm -hmm. you know, the smell that oh, you yeah. kind of get, yeah. that's what it smells like to me. I mean, that sounds like a great one. Yeah. That sounds great. Do you watch you? You're a hacks guy. Yeah. I haven't watched the new season though. Okay. In early on in the new season, uh, she finds out that her signature scent is being retired, and so she has to go buy like as much as she can get. And it's yeah. it's a it's a funny storyline where I was like, you know what? Yeah, I could see, oh, yeah? I could yeah. definitely see numerous people in my life doing this if the, it, theirs was going out. The one that it, that I is like more of like a all like four season scent is also Tom Ford that I know is discontinued is Reeve to Om Reeve to Amber, and it was it's an amazing scent. I have no idea why it, it got dropped. <sighs> At my old job, I became somewhat I don't want to say obsessed with it. But I became a huge fan of Aqua de Parma, the uh, company that made the uh, yes, the car, your, your car, your car fragrance, my car fragrance, yes. obviously. But that's <laughs> I've always been if I, if I'm going with a fragrance, I've always kind of gravitated towards them. Mm -hmm. uh, I do not own a full bottle of anything that they make because I've just been trying to operate under the tester model for a long so, time. Yeah, yeah. I use I try to do it under the guise that it, it's what fits in my travel kit. Uh, but in reality, it's because I don't want to buy a bottle of it. And so I just have several testers. Yes. There, there's a whole dark web of online like bottle sharing. Oh, because, I believe it. Because nobody needs a full bottle of a fragrance no. ever. They that, expire. You, yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, you have to be careful. It, it changes scent over time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, what if I told you, Barrett, that you could save a lot of money <laughs> on on your, your signature scent? Um, I'm, of course, talking about vabbing. Uh, I'd like to uh, – I I get uncomfortable when I talk about body parts and mm -hmm, especially mm -hmm. what I'm about to say. So uh, if I f sound uncomfortable, I apologize. But here's what we're doing. Uh, this promotes the use of vaginal fluids as perfume. It says apparently the pheromones of the body's secretions are alleged to attract throngs of potential partners, especially when worn externally. Uh, it essentially says, quote, taking a dip into your honey pot and dabbing your homemade perfume onto your pressure points, your wrists, your neck, behind the ears, and voila, your very own bespoke scent. <laughs> it so sounds like gentlemen are also doing this, so you don't have to be uh, a lady to to enjoy this. What, what do you just like rub your wrist down around on your junk? A little, little sweat uh, action, a little musk. A little musk. And you can uh, do that. Yeah. Is this, are we tying this all to pheromones? Is that what's I believe here? they are tying this all to pheromones. And whether, I mean, is here's here, I guess here's the question that I have. Is this actually a trend or is this just somebody on TikTok who came up with the idea of doing this and tried to take like I've always heard that like may, like guys shouldn't shower as much because like women are attracted to the things, but I always got the feeling that that was kind of like a Tucker Max like style like <laughs> thing that someone told you. So it's like, yeah, I don't know if I want to uh, go out uh, after like working out. Like I'm right. not going to I'm not going to go hit a Peloton ride and then just and then go just, hit the bars right, after. Yeah. Yeah. Like, is that why bikers always show up at like craft breweries in their biking gear and like just stand around sweaty the entire time? Mm -hmm. They're just hoping that the ladies will flock to them. They just know that those aerodynamic helmets, like ladies love those, you know, the ones with the big point on the back. Dude, those I mean, are irresistible. It, it's Tour de France season. <laughs> I mean, have you, right. we're, we're at an all time, 
uh, aesthetic sporting event season right now. We've got Wimbledon in the morning and Tour de France yeah, in the morning. I'm, I'm glad you brought up Wimbledon, which I'm trying to say correctly. Speaking of things, it's not Wimbledon, apparently, you know? Wimbledon. Dumb, dumb, dumbass Texans out here just tossing, you know, bandying about Wimbledon. <laughs> yeah, Wimbledon. you see, you see this, see this Wimbledon action? <laughs> uh, but yes, yeah, the... the um, Nick Curios, he's having some he's having some fashion moments out there as he continues to be the bad boy of tennis. How do you feel about the uh, the upturned hat, the upturned I, backwards I, I'm, hat? Well, I'm, okay, I like the upturned hat. That that I was rocking with. What I was not rocking with is the sleeveless white uh, tank over the compression short sleeve thing. Like I would re- just. Just wear the just wear a, a a shirt with sleeves. I was too lazy to Google it, but I, all I could think of was that he was told he couldn't go sleeveless. At I'm Wimbledon. sure. Yes, totally. And th- he was like, "Well, I'm still wearing a tank top. Right. Yeah. That this is my outfit, and I will not be putting on sleeves. Uh, that, I, that is what I imagine is is also the case. I've been watching more Wimbledon this year than I've watched in years past, and I'm absolutely loving it. Yeah. Always, always good for the vibes. <sighs> I. I'm like trying to figure out if there's any excerpts from this that I actually want to read, but it does scare me a little bit. Um, <laughs> uh, someone said, Jen Gunter, uh, it says, all in all, wearing vaginal fluids as perfume seems pretty harmless. Uh, Dr. Jen Gunter, an OBGYN and author of the Va- Vagina Bible, cautions against vabbing if you have any you know, diseases or anything. I, I don't know if you can pass things on. Maybe that's not the move. Uh, I... <laughs> I don't know. We have people out here swimming in just disgusting rivers all the time, producer Randy. <laughs> so who knows? Uh, yeah, it's, it sounds like this started in all the way back in in the the pre times, um, the before times, 2018, on an episode of Secret Keepers Club podcast hosted by comedians Carly uh, Aquilino and Emma Willman. And um, and and yeah, after after a male talked about using his ball sweat for cologne. That inspired a listener uh, to produce her own farm-to-table perfume after she, and I'm quoting here, double-tapped the puss. Yes, yes. <laughs> I can confirm that Barrett is reading this verbatim. The fa- when I read farm-to-table, I really enjoyed that the author of this uh, this column from The Cut, I'm glad that they used farm-to-table as the a way to... The experiment produced overwhelmingly positive results, and the listener turned all of her friends onto the practice, which they dubbed fabbing. What do you think of... Okay, uh, outside of vapping. Everyone's everyone's allowed to vab as they see fit. Yeah, absolutely. How do you feel about people having signature scents? Because like some people fine. really like ride and die for it. Right. Yeah. Like I know what my mom's perfume smells like. I don't think she like thinks of it as something that like is like part of her identity. But it's weird. Like Sally bought me a candle for Father's Day, which I don't think there's too many dads out there asking for like scented candles for mm-hmm, Father's mm-hmm. Day. I'm I am that dad. Yeah. Uh, and she said after I started burning it, she's like, "Oh, this smells like your mom's perfume." And I was like, well, that might be some kind of weird thing I got to work out in therapy. Um, but like, I, there's, I'm not going to at anybody, but there's somebody in my life who I don't see that often, but they have a signature scent that they wear at all times. It's a perfume that they wear and I don't like the scent of it. And so yeah, whenever I give yeah. them a hug, I always get this weird, it, I think I identify it with something weird in my past. I, I generally think that erring on the side of less fragrance is better than more. Yeah. So if you're deciding whether or not to be like a signature scent person and you're not really sure, then I would err on the side of not being the signature scent person. If you've if you've already made, you know, steps in into that into being 
a having a signature scent and you're getting responses all day long from all sorts of people like, oh my God, you smell so good. Mm -hmm. Then you're probably, you're probably doing something right. If you've gone there and nobody's ever commenting on the way that you smell, maybe that scent is, is just wasting is money or not, it smells not bad for you. Yeah. Um, the other thing is like, I, I feel like just like anything scents trend. And so there, you know, we're on, we're looking at the cut here. There've been m numerous, more than, more than three, I would say columns written on the cut about Santal 33 from Le Labo, yeah, which is apparently like ubiquitous in New York City. Like you can't walk around a corner without running into somebody that's that smells like it because I believe it's it. so popular. I believe it. And so that that's and and this is I'm I hope I'm not offending here. You know what I think the Austin version of it of it is? Oh God, what? I, it, the, fajita smoke? No. <laughs> Madsel Rancho. Uh, yeah, Bob's Bob Armstrong dip. Um, no. So people, it, it's a little crunchier here. Mm -hmm. People really like using essential oils as yeah. signature scents. Yeah. And there is one. I ac I'm actually pretty sure it's neroli, a, 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 a essence of which is an, an, the oil of which is used in the fragrance that I said I really liked. Yeah. But straight up neroli essential oil is so strong and I know it immediately when I smell it. And I you got to be careful with these yeah. essential oils. Yeah. I started using them more. So I start, I bought some for our steam shower because I wanted to be able to put some stuff on the little spigot in the steam shower and get some, I was doing it because I was feeling really congested with my allergies. And I thought, well, if I get some essential oils, you know, vaporize these things through my system, I'll feel better. And it, it did work. But then another time I was having some congestion and I decided to dab an essential oil underneath my nose on my uh, mustache. Okay. Uh, and it was a terrible decision. I was like, uh, never doing that again. I think I just killed numerous like <laughs> things like vessels up in my nose. Um, but you got to be careful with them. You also have to be careful of touching yourself after using these essential oils sometimes mm. because you can really sting certain parts of your body. I'll leave yeah. it at that. So, um, yeah, the, the, this, the vabbing, I, I don't know. I don't, you know. Maybe we've walked by people. Maybe we have ladies, whoever, gents, gents, and been like, "Hmm, that, that was good." And little did we know that it somebody had that was a result of vabbing. Do you think ladies could claim their man by gifting them a cologne with their scent? I do. That I do. claims them at the bars. It's like, oh no, he's clearly with somebody else. I, I gotta stay. It's, they, I gotta stay I, away. I, a little I bit. honestly, it, there there probably is science behind that. You know, you know why I think this is because our. I don't know if you're you have a female dog. I do. Our female dog will occasionally like get up on the couch and basically like sit on my head. Yeah. Like put her butt on my head, basically. My dog sleeps on my head every single night. The, and that every part of what night. they're doing is is like marking you, basically. Yeah. yeah. Like just making sure a little bit of their stuff is on you. Mm -hmm. so our dog, our female dog only humps <laughs> one person in our family. It is not me. <laughs> and that's all I need to know about how she feels about me. She loves me. She's showing dominance. Like, no, she, Will is mine. That is how it works. Well, I think I talked to him. I talked about Aqua de Palma last on the podcast when we were talking about the diffuser thing in the car. I talked about my strategy of – and part, this is actually the main reason I don't actually buy cologne – is because I go with uh, I I'm more of a cream person. I'd rather get a, a body cream. Sure. Put that on. It just feels like it makes my skin feel better. Um, I still get the scent without it being overwhelming and like overpowering. I know exactly how much I can put on myself without you know feeling like I smell terrible. Not terrible, but without smelling overwhelming, I guess. And that's been my my method of doing it for the last 
10 years and I've never had any issue with it. Uh, I've had, I get compliments that when I wear it, that it smells good. So I'm just going to keep on doing that because I don't think I'm cut out for the straight up cologne life at this point. Yeah. And, and I mean, now that we're just like basically having a do's and don'ts of, of scent and fragrance wearing that all of that stuff is stuff that you have to be conscious about as well, because if you're using, uh, shampoos with a fragrance, Mm -hmm. bars of soap with a fragrance, body lotion with a fragrance, body wash with a fragrance, deodorant with a fragrance. Like you, you already are, you're, you're most likely already putting so many different things that smell like something on your sure. body, just in your like regular grooming routine Yeah, that, that then to do something on top of that can really create like, you know, a, a, a dangerous combination. Basically, well, you've got to make sure it all goes together or that you're pulling out fragrance from some of your, your other products. Like I, I did something that you've talked about on this podcast. I bought the Hinoki, uh, body wash from mm-hmm, Le Labo mm-hmm. and it's so it smells so good, but I can't I can't imagine putting something else on after right, that, right? Because yeah. it's so it's so fragrant. Um, and if you want to hear about my review of that, go listen to Worth the Splurge Le Labo on Sunday Scaries. There you go. Oh, uh, can we circle back on something that we talked about last episode? Yeah, of course. We talked about tote bags last episode. We talked about an Instagram account called Ironic Boat and Tote, who is now. I don't want to say they've blown up because they're only at about 16,000 followers, but they're at a much higher follower count than what they were at before. You you were early on this. I was very early. Yeah, yeah, Uh, yeah, yeah. uh, Actually, Sally was early and she passed it off to me. Okay. Uh, I have to say that the boat, the ironic boat and tote person has now turned on the people. (laughs) I didn't see this part. I didn't see this happening. This is actually pretty amazing. I love this. They are sick of your DMs. (laughs) Uh, she put up a slideshow with a, uh, a bag that is embroidered by LL Bean with the monogram, shut the fuck up. I think, I don't think that was a, I don't think that was a mistake that she used this This is a custom order. Yeah. yeah. She said, one, you do not have to ask for, ask me permission to order, uh, to order (laughs) or how to commission. The totes are from LL Bean. You can literally just go to LLbean.com and order. The link is in my bio. Okay. This first one, absolutely. Like this is just people being so... They're just so conscientious of not stealing content. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? That mm-hmm. they, they they are reaching out to Ironic Boat and Tote to ask permission to use some of the embroideries. Well, then she says, I do not have a discount code. I am not affiliated with LL Bean at all. I have my Rakuten. I don't know what that Rakuten? actually is. Rakuten. Uh, linked in my bio for cash back. LL Bean offers a discount when you sign up for emails. So that's actually, you know, that's helpful. But then she just goes on, please do not DM me to pick your phrase or telling me that you just ordered a tote. I don't get paid for this. And sadly, I do not have time to answer every question. I have a full-time job. My tote group chat is linked in my bio and you can ask them. I'm happy to advise on phrases when I have an ask box in my stories. Did you join the tote? group chat no i think i need to yeah just for just yeah. general life things i this did is, this is the next slide's the best one by the way i hate lands and lands totes <laughs> they are flimsy and ugly i am an ll bean purist boat and totes from a third party are neutral i won't post pics of non-boat and totes other than ll bean hunter bags this is after after all of the hate after all of the you know she's exasperated do we know that's a sh- it's a she uh, I think it is just based yeah. on, yeah. And she has now done what you do when you have an account blow up. You put, you know, by whoever, Gracie Winer okay. is her Okay, name. there we go. Yeah. Yep. But, uh, but, but then on the fourth slide to also just go in on Land's End. <laughs> Flimsy and ugly bullshit totes. Get those out of here. <laughs> yes, this is, you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm stressed with everybody DMing me, but at the same time, I ride for these potentates. You, you do not want to be an L.L. Bean 
or no, I'm sorry, a Lanzento. No, uh, that's it's a do bad not bring that But now she's like, yeah. Even on her stories over the weekend, it was like, please stop DMing me. I'm on vacation. I do not want to talk to you about your stupid tote that I inspired you to get. <laughs> you got to be careful, man. You, be, you, you. I mean, if you start a niche uh, Instagram account and people start picking up on it, you got to have a thick skin. You can't just be, uh, you know, fielding questions all the time. I, I, I mean, you've got an, an Instagram account to your name that that has quite a few followers. At what point can Gracie quit her day job, would you say? <sighs> Not for a while. Not for it, a while. You know, yeah. I think if Gracie plays her cards right and she tries to find, I know she's an L.L. Bean purist. She has said that. And so I don't want to overstep and tell her to do something she doesn't want to do. Mm -hmm. If I am Gracie, the first thing I'm doing is I'm going and I'm trying to find exactly where uh, L.L. Bean would get their totes manufactured. And I am setting up some sort of, I'm trying to strike a partnership with some embroiderer right, right. and I am taking the most popular posts from her thing and I'm recreating those on my page every single time. Like yeah. I, just anything. Yeah. And that she could honestly probably quit. Like if she got above 25,000 followers and had a good thing going, she could probably quit her job and have a pretty good, uh, okay. have a pretty good I'm, thing going. I'm rooting for you, Gracie. Keep, keep on fighting the good fight. Yeah. I, to be honest, I respect her just being get, like, Hey, get out of my DMs. Get those lands and totes out of here. I like when people DM me, especially on this scary's account. I, I check the DMs constantly. If I don't respond, it's because I have nothing of, of value to add. Uh, so I apologize if I don't respond. If I do respond, it means that I'm really excited about what you DM me about. So that's kind of how I operate at this point. I do see every DM that comes through on Scary though, which it's it's been a lot. That's got to have a be a lot. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a lot of people. Sometimes it's just people asking for help because they're hungover, and I'm like, I, can't, I just there's only so much. I'm I'm literally trying to build. A that's brand when you just drop this. that better help link in there. Yeah, I'm just like, hey, get just go listen to the podcast. <laughs> like that's why it's here. That's what we're doing. Oh, it's time, Barrett. Okay, time for some wish list updates. Or some imminent cops. Yeah, no, I, I, I've been, you know, I've, I've been doing some imminent cops here and there. I've, 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 I've spent a dollar or, or three on some sales season stuff. But uh, so today I'm just going, I'm going wish list, and I am, I'm keeping it. I am, I'm uh, utilizing our vibe that is LADCORP, RUVCORP. Let's go. Uh, here. Yes. Because there's a little, you know, we, 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 we love a collaboration on the podcast. Um, geez, see, this is, um, I've lost my link here, but I'm going to tell you what it is it's while I find the because you link. have too many tabs. I do. It is. That, that is why. <laughs> that is why. You're the tab um, king. <laughs> <laughs> there is a, a collaboration here and it's by Umbro and Nigel Caburn. And I'm a sucker for Umbro. And it, it, they're, it's basically like little like training kits that have been elevated in kind of like super wearable non-techie fabrics and just really great looking color scheme. So there's like a navy set and there's an oatmeal set. And then there's like, I think there was an olive one that sold out rather quickly, a washed army. But the, the, the piece that stands out for me, for me, especially here in the midst of, uh, of Wimbledon is the, is the white zip, half zip polo. You've heard, of half, you've heard of half, half zip sweatshirts. Everybody's got their QZ pullover, Nike dry fit, Peter Millar, what have you. But who's got a half zip polo coming to you in a, in a, in a beautiful, bright white, classic Umbro logo designed by Nigel Caburn, one of Brits, one of, one of, just one of the best British designers out, one of the best ones going. He's done collaborations with Vans and a bunch of other, I think Beams Plus and, and a bunch of other great brands. And I just I'm I'm loving this. It's like it's like half tennis polo, half football kit. 
And it comes in oatmeal. Like, I, how oatmeal am I not? How yeah. am I not going to buy something from this? This is killing me. I have to get something. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to have to get these sweatpants. Maybe the sweatpants. But this is the, this is a, a this is a a collaboration with multiple pieces that I've just kind of been like eyeballing and perusing and 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 just kind of taking note of. So I thought it was a good one to share on the pod today. I do have a question for you regarding some lad core style. Mm-hmm. Our our samba's just totally out. So, uh, speaking of imminent cops, mm-hmm. I uh, at the at the end of last week, I you know I did my damnedest and I was able to pull trig on the Wales Bonner Adidas Sambas in the the in the white and green colorway that was that was the the sought after mm-hmm. colorway. Um, I got them in and I had moved on from them and sold them within 72 hours because okay. I, I, and I don't know if it was because the whales Bonner Samba was like so lightweight and so low profile, uh-huh. but like in, in this, our era of like chunkier shoes and, yeah. and my newfound, like or newer found or maybe refreshed love of like new balances, which are like a, a little bit on the bulkier side. Yeah. I put these on and felt like I had ballet slippers on. It's weird. Like when when the 550 started getting super popular and I bought some, I really liked them and I I, I really fell in love with them. And it, I But it took me a long time to feel comfortable wearing them. Uh, I was assured numerous times by people that I asked their opinion, uh, I was reassured that they did not look too chunky or too big. And so mm-hmm. I just went with it. But then I became numb to them being chunky and big. And then going back now to like a classic, like I wear a lot of, I wear a lot of Vans. Going back to a pair of Vans, you're absolutely right. It feels like I'm wearing ballet slippers or something. It's yeah. like it's jarring to go back to something like that. And I do worry that if I th- I want Sambas just because I kind of want them because of my childhood. I wore them constantly. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Ladcore is front of mind uh, for people on this podcast, and I just like them. But I'm worried that if I get them, I'm going to feel like I'm wearing kill shots. And the issue that I have with kill shots is that they make my feet feel super long, like I'm like Ronald McDonald or something. And so I think they look good on people. But for me, it just – I can't look down at them and think that I look good in them. It's just a weird, weird mental hiccup I have. Yeah. And and so the – this was the first pair of Sambas I'd ever had in hand. But I have – over the years, I've worn both Adidas Campus and Adidas Gazelle, which are like two other like very similar silhouettes from the Adidas Originals lineup. Uh, and so they're, they are, and they don't, neither of those feels as slim and low profile as Sambas. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. and look, the Samba is a great classic shoe. And so I I would, it's hard for me to say like it's dead just because it's gotten really popular, Yeah, you know, just the same way that I wouldn't say that the New Balance 550 is dead. I just see, I just see people slandering Sambas lately. They they have, no, they they have been slandering Sambas, but I, but there's always, anytime somebody, something reaches like a level of ubiquity, there will always be like a backlash from Mm -hmm. people, you know, like essentially trying to stamp their claim that they are deading a product. Yeah. Like I am saying because I know better because yeah. I'm further ahead it, that this is now dead. It furthers I, the, it furthers that person who says that more than it furthers the conversation or surrounding the actual style that you're dealing with. Yeah. And so there there's, you know, I I'll there are there are things that that I will tell you if you want to know or if you ask or if you DM me that I think are dead. Sambas are not one of them. It it, it it's it's also a shoe that's just kind of like a like an all-time classic. It's such so an even, all-time classic so, that I just can't see how people could actually claim it as dead because I just don't think it will be. Even though they are extremely popular right now and and have reached 
a level of ubiquity, it's it's not really a shoe that can like necessarily die or go out of style. It won't go away. That, um, that much we know. This I've also pulled up photos of the the Jason Dill Samba here, which was um, which was awesome. And then man, I loved the Kith ones that came out with the uh, TaylorMade collection last week. I didn't even know they came out with some Sambas for the TaylorMade collection. Uh, the TaylorMade collection is something I actually wish we would have talked about on here because I think it was one of the more interesting collaborations. Kith gets a lot of shit for some stuff, whether that's just or not. I'm going to let the the eye of the beholder decide that. But when it came to their TaylorMade collaboration that they did, I could not have been more impressed. I thought going with the old school TaylorMade logo was an incredible move from them. I thought the marketing of it was really smart using uh, J.R. Smith. And it just, it all made sense to me. It was it was a cool collaboration in a world where Kith gets a lot of shit for a lot of stuff they do. I'm also about to bring up another company that's uh, collaborating, getting a lot of shit for stuff they do. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, just to cap off the Samba conversation, when... I, that's my advice. If you're worried about Sambas, if you think that they're too low profile, if you think that they are potentially too mainstream at this point, that, that I would sidestep and, and check out Gazelles or Campus to get essentially the same vibe in a silhouette that's not so saturated. Oh, I'm really glad I asked this question, Barrett. Yeah. Very glad. Well, I've got bad news. I am not adding anything to the list today. Okay. I'm possibly taking something off the list today. Oh. In, in a move that's never been done before. Nobody, yeah. This this is unprecedented territory. I had good news. And it's that one of my wish list items has gone on deep discount. <laughs> but the bad news that I have is that I'm not sure that I'm still willing to get it. Okay. I'm talking about the Barracuda Noah Patchwork Cotton Corduroy Tote Bag. Uh, I put this, it was one of the first things I ever added to my wish list. Yes. I'm a, I'm a, yeah. I love myself a tote bag as we've just talked about. Um Luckily, since uh, talking about this, it is sold out. It is no longer available on the site where it is at deep discount. So okay. it's making my decision for me. But I've decided that it went down from three twenty five, which I was never going to pay three twenty five for it. I, I refused to pay three twenty five for it. It went down to one hundred thirty dollars over the weekend. And for the first time ever, I'm removing something from my wish list because if I wasn't willing to get it at sixty percent off, it doesn't deserve to be on the wish list. I'm That's taking true. it off. I'm taking it off the wish list. Okay. It's been fun. I really like it, but I'm, I I hate to say this. I think I'm affected by the fact that they're doing Popeye collaborations. They're doing, you know, they, they just have some weird stuff going on over at Noah lately. And while I still support them as a company, like I, I don't want someone to be like, oh, is that the Popeye company? And then I have to deal with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just weirding me out. Have you got any, you just pulled up the Nordstrom link. Did you get anything from the, uh, the Nordstrom anniversary sale? Well, so the, the, I think we're only previewing anniversary sale right okay. now. It has not actually begun. Um, I'm not a high enough ranking Nordstrom member, or nor do I have a Nordstrom credit card, so I don't actually get like the full access to anniversary sale. The um, I, and occasionally I'll, I've done like editorials once it opens up to the public about like my top choices from Nordstrom's anniversary sale. Here's the thing: uh, as this has become a bigger and bigger deal. Nordstrom obviously like makes bank from it. Mm -hmm. It's their, it's probably their like their biggest like marketing campaign of the entire season, maybe outside of like holiday. It, and, and honestly, it's probably even bigger than that because it's like back to school and all that. There are some deals to be had, but, but it is so big now that they are at the point where they are working with brands to get product from the brands for anniversary sale. So that that means that you're you're that what's happening here is a little bit of like the TJ Maxx Nordstrom rack thing. Yeah. Where like when those 
liquidation um, outlets originally began, it was all the excess inventory and leftover sale product from those stores. Yeah. You would go to Nordstrom Rack and you'd be looking at real things from past seasons collection and past collections that had not sold at regular Nordstrom. Mm -hmm. And then as they become bigger and bigger business, they needed more inventory. And so they started working with brands like Vince and Theory and Rag and Bone to bring in a product that was made at a lesser price and brought in specifically for those stores. Yeah. And that's why you'd see you'd see the tags that like were just Nordstrom Rack tags and there wasn't like an original Nordstrom tag. And it would be like compare at would would be the thing where it said like a price like 95 and then it was like the actual price was like 57 or 59. Okay. Instead of like an actual marked down tag. Yeah. And that's because all that product is brought in specifically for those stores. Interesting. And that is happening at anniversary sale now as well. They are bringing in product specifically for the anniversary sale from brands that they are working with. So they'll go to like Sam Edelman on the women, like women's shoes or, or Vince on, on the men's side or, or whoever else it might be. Mm-hmm. Big brands like that though. And they'll be like, what do you want to give us for anniversary sale this year? Interesting. That's yeah. kind of, I mean, I, in reality, that's pretty great for the retailer who ne- might need to get rid of some stuff. And if Nordstrom benefits from it, I guess. Yeah. It's kind of a win-win for both sides. Yeah. But it, but it, it's, it's, Consumerism, man. That that's how it, it's just gotten to a place where it's so big that that what you think you might be getting a, a deal on might not actually be a deal. Yeah, you could probably find it somewhere else for a similar price. Or, yeah, or you could wait for a real sale and then get that get the product from those brands. It's actually made at a higher quality. We're in dangerous territory with these wish lists right now because <laughs> things are going on sale at a rapid clip. A rapid clip. Yeah, and I think the the sale conversation is probably one that we can that that, that we can pencil in for a later date because it's a pretty interesting topic. As as soon as you know when when you do have a little bit more disposable income and as you make your way through your career and you like start narrowing the things that you actually want to shop for, like. Does it actually make sense to buy things on sale or are you getting more mileage out of things that you want so badly that you're buying them at full price? Yeah. I mean, I haven't, this I haven't, is, that, that statement comes from somebody who I, like I am a, I'm a fiend for a sale. Like I'm it, trying like, to <laughs> avoid all sales right now. I'm trying not you even to I mean? look at things because I just know I don't want to spend the money. Yeah. I was pretty bummed today to see that. Uh, I haven't said their name yet. So I'm Leon Dor. They posted <laughs> a, a spring summer 22 new drop video uh, today. Yeah, it's their yeah. first Instagram photo or post in a month. And as I have a, a store credit with them because I've done what I've said I'm going to stop doing and I've consistently tried to buy shorts from them that don't fit and I've sent them back. So the linen shorts were, were a no-go. Well, they would have been a go if their sizing chart online was not completely incorrect. Okay. They had me getting an XL, which I thought was a little ridiculous, but I was like, you know what? A lot of skinny guys, you know, they, they measure these things on skinny people. I have a wider waist. Um, and so I got the XL. It looked like I was wearing like Jinko shorts from <laughs> back in the day. And so what I ended I had they had I been able to switch them out for a medium? I okay, would have been yeah, fine, yeah. but the linen shorts were a, a, one of the bigger misses that I've had in uh, recent memory. Well, it's been fun today, Baird. It's been good to get back in the studio. Good to talk to you about everything, whether it's the Hamptons, whether it's perfumes, whether it's Ladcore or tote bags. I think it's been a trademark episode. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we'll see you guys back here in a couple weeks. And uh, yeah, everyone out there, enjoy. Again, go watch this at uh, youtube.com slash washmedia. Go like and subscribe. May your trips to the Hamptons be bathroom free. <laughs> Enjoy your trips. Hopefully our podcast is being listened to people that are heading out to the Hamptons now. And we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Bye.